onto the wheel, fasten your seatbelts, and step on the gas. WebmasterRadio.fm is going to take you on the ride of your life. You've just stepped off the curb into Rush Hour. Your Rush Hour hosts, Neil and Cameron, will take you on a fast-paced adventure through the high-tech metropolis known as social media, blogs, social networks, bookmarking, and more. Around every corner are the tools you'll need for marketing through the social web. Now, the light is green, but stay right where you are because you're in Rush Hour. Hey everybody, today is August 1st and you're listening to Rush Hour with your host, Jane Copeland, I believe it is, and I, Neil Patel. Um, Cameron's on vacation this week, so uh, it's just going to be Jane and I. Yeah, so you're going to have to put up with uh, (laughs) Neil and me for the next half an hour, so hopefully we can find something to talk about to get you through. There you go, I got your last name right, right? Well, it's actually pronounced Copeland, but I'll let that go, as long as you spell it correctly. <laughs> All right. I was thinking Copeland, but I wasn't too sure, so. <laughs> no <laughs> like problem. But yeah. All right. So uh, what's new in social media? Well, I don't know, just the usual stuff. I saw uh, Facebook had a little problem yesterday that apparently allowed people to read each other's um Read each other's inboxes, uh, not the wall posts, obviously, but the actual private messages that you can send and receive on Facebook. So, wish I'd known about that one. Could have uh, tried to um, take advantage of it in ways that I shouldn't, but I, um, I did notice that Facebook was down, and of course, everybody from Mashable to TechCrunch started blogging about it. But, um, you know, probably not the most exciting news apart from the fact that apparently people got to read each other's mail. Exactly, and with that, what I noticed when I went to Facebook, it was just like, "Hey, we're doing some maintenance," or I don't know. They they had some message up for yeah, a while. Yeah, that we're upgrading, which is always a big lie. Um, <laughs> upgrading means that we're down. Something terrible happened, and we're just going to put this page up to make people think that we didn't break. So, yeah, <laughs> they should have just put up a video game or something viral, or I don't know. Something's better than I, I like the when I go to, to websites that are down and they they're not dishonest about it and they actually put something funny out. But uh, not so with Facebook. But I, I'm not. I um I read the the reasoning as to why people could look at content that wasn't supposed to be for them. I'm not um, the most uh, tech savvy person in terms of um, stuff like that. But I, I didn't quite understand why uh, people had been presented with each each other's new f- news feeds and inboxes. But um, you know, I can only imagine that. That would be a big security breach, um, you know. They could get in a lot of trouble for that. But I found it quite—I found it relatively amusing. Definitely. Did you also uh, see that Last FM started to add video? Oh, they did. No, I didn't see that. I've been uh, looking around uh, in preparation for this show. I didn't see that. So, is, um, is it just on their site, or are they are they adding it to their Facebook apps, or are they doing both? Not sure if they're adding to Facebook apps, but you can. Uh, it's on their websites as well as you can embed them on other people's websites. Nice. Trying to compete with YouTube, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I've always been more of a. In terms of online music, I've been more of a fan of Pandora than Last FM. Um, but you know, if uh, if they can do it better than if they can do video better, and and you know keep doing the music the way they're doing, then I don't see any reason why that couldn't be successful. What's the difference between Pandora and Last FM, if you don't mind me asking? 
Um, I, maybe I, just, I think that last FM, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with it at all. I, I like the layout of Pandora better. I like the, uh, I think it's more simple, it's less cluttered. When I sometimes go to last FM, last FM it's uh, just a little bit busy on the homepage sometimes. I mean, I, I, I like Pandora's little player that they have, and, uh, um, yeah, I, just, I like the layout better. I like the interface better. Got it. it makes sense, though. Yeah. So what have you been noticing in the world of social media in the last few, last seven days? Um, not too much. I've been playing around with uh, Facebook quite a bit more. Um, I know you're a big Facebook fan. So I've been, oh, really? You figured that out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been getting away from MySpace and more into the Facebook world and just playing with apps. It's amazing on how some of these apps are downloaded like millions of times or used by millions of users. And what I've been playing around with Facebook is what can you do to create a viral app on Facebook, right? Because you can actually make tons of money off of Facebook if you can... For example, there was uh, one company called Safari, right, or Shelfari or whatever they're called. And what they do is it's, you know, you can talk about books with other Facebook members and stuff like that, and you, they drive traffic to, let's say, Amazon, and hopefully people will purchase books. So what I've been trying to think of is what can you create that you can drive millions of visitors to as well as pretty much monetize and make money. Right. And what did you come up with? What have you discovered? Um... I haven't came up with anything that's hot yet. Uh, it's still trying to figure out. It's You can do a lot of viral stuff like the zombie game, right? Stupid yeah. stuff like that that will get viral and will get millions of users to use it. But my overall goal is to get millions of users to use it, but more importantly to get those millions of users to purchase something, right? Because if you can yeah. get them all to purchase books and you throw an affiliate code or whatnot, you can make thousands of dollars. So, Yeah. Uh, did you see um, Mashable not long ago? I'm actually just trying to find uh, the page here, and I'm not having too much luck. Um, Mashable have a, a Facebook um, profile, and they went and added, I'm not sure, I mean, I doubt they, they can't add them all, but they went and added something like 200 apps to their Facebook profile and screen took a screenshot of what their profile looked like and posted it, and it was absolutely astronomical, the amount of things that they added to it. And, of course, it was just ridiculously long and ugly and useless but you know adding the ones that are actually of use to you is um definitely nothing wrong with that but um damn i wish i could find the uh the post because they i think they added about 200 and you can imagine how they, they said that the page took about 40 seconds to load well it was yeah. pretty quick so for 200 apps at least <laughs> Yeah. Because isn't it with Facebook apps that the apps aren't hosted on their end, they're actually hosted on other people's end, or? That, I think they are hosted elsewhere, but, yeah, I, the page still apparently took 40 seconds to load. I believe they are hosted elsewhere, though, because that oh. would be a lot of, you know, a lot of complicated stuff. No, I really, I, I can't find it, but I do think it was 200, so. Um, you do see some people who have added a little bit too much to their uh, to their profiles, and it looks a little bit um, busy. But I've kind of, although I'm pretty, I think that a lot of those apps are really great. I've I've stayed away from them. I'm, you know, a person who signed up for that service in 2004 when um, it was very, very new on the scene, and I kind of like my simple little profile. But I'm sure I'll come around, just like you know, the users of Friendster have now come around to realize that that's not really, you know, um, up with the times anymore. So exactly, and it's. It's the other thing that I really didn't like with all these Facebook apps are people are starting to use, I would say, features that 
make Facebook more cluttered or confusing, such as like the super wall, right? I don't understand the purpose of the super wall, but there's two walls. So it's half the people yeah. are posting on one wall and the other half are posting on the other wall. So it's like... Yeah, I stayed away from stuff like that. I, I don't like it at all. Um, I think it's it's too busy and it, it uh, detracts from what the service was originally supposed to be about. But, you know, um, you have to give people what they want. And when you look at um, applications like Bebo and MySpace that let people just post, like, plaster stuff all over, um, that's what people want to do. So you pretty much have to let them do it. And I think the way that Facebook has let them do that is in the most clean way possible. Um, you know, there's no horrible flashing widgets that people can add, at least to my knowledge. I've not seen anything too horrendous. Um, so, yeah, but I'm, I have only added, I think, two of these different um, applications, and they're both incredibly useless. So <laughs> uh, mine still looks pretty much the way it did a year ago. Nice. Did you also see uh, Cree Hugger just got acquired by uh, Discovery? Sorry? Did you notice uh, that, um, on a side note, Cree Hugger got acquired by Discovery.com? Yeah, or? I did see. I, I, uh, I saw that on TechCrunch. Um, it's trying to get back to it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing on how, if you're, uh, you know, they're getting a good amount of traffic. I don't think they're making anything close to, you know, a few million a year, but... It's ten yeah, million acquisition. Is it believed to be ten million dollars? They've been acquired for. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but you know, if that's what uh, Discovery is willing to pay for, it, and I suppose you know, if you're the if you're Discovery and Discovery Communications Discovery Channel, you're, you know, you have the kind of resources to be able to do that. Um, but you know, I have to wait and see how that pans out for them. No, definitely, it's. No, to anything that's in the technology top 100, for some reason, a lot of these bloggers are getting away with a lot of stuff. Like, for mm-hmm. example, with us, I know when we go trying to get people to advertise on our sites or people inquiring, we're like, oh, we're a top 100 blog. Yeah. Now, I don't even know what my stats are because I don't blog on Prona anymore, but it's, you know, they don't necessarily even question. They're like, oh, you're a top 100 blog. That means you guys must be doing well. And I don't guess. Right. You know, I know we don't have SEO Moz traffic or anything like that, but people are pretty... Uh, you know, they take that number and it means something to a lot of people. So, oh, not people love numbers. People love to, you know, think about spend all their time thinking about stuff like PageRank, where and Technorati rank and stuff like that. But you know, although it's a good indicator of uh, whether or not something is doing well or doing badly, um, there, I think people put far too much emphasis on numbers like that. Um, so there's really no need to. So people would get so excited about something like Technorati or PageRank especially. I mean, that's incredibly frustrating. But they'll do it. They'll always do it as long as there's numbers, especially numbers out of 100, numbers out of 10, things that people can assign percentages to. People always will. So it's, it's, human, it's human nature. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the whole obsession with PageRank and, and Technorati rank is somewhat out of control. Well, one thing I've actually used a Technorati ranking for, and I'm one of those guys who actually ignores PageRank, where so let's say if my blog was on I don't know um, web design right hypothetically what I would do is I would go through Technorati find a lot of blogs that are on web design try to you know chat with those guys and try to find the most powerful web design blog and try to get them to link to you right because mm-hmm. if you can do that they're 100 percent related and more so they're very powerful blogs in your related sphere so then that way your ranking just starts skyrocketing yeah it's- I wouldn't worry too much about um you know if you've got a 
a blog or that, that's very highly targeted to what you're, you know, you if you get a link from a, a very highly targeted blog, I think that in the end it would be better to do that than get links from a blog that has a high page rank but is not so relevant to your site. But splitting up your links like that, you know, there's, there's no problem looking around. Um, you know, if you're if you're getting links from PerezHilton.com to your <laughs> I don't know, your your web design site, that's probably not quite um, as relevant, but some may say a link's a link, so. And that probably drives tons of traffic, so. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I was, uh, I was also, um, I was, uh, Rand was having me look at Digital Point, actually, speaking of social media, um, and we were looking at the number of posts out there that advertise giving people free digs or free stumble-upon um, votes, read it and I didn't realize that there were so many people advertising um, out there and, and we're not even talking people who are asking to be paid for it people who are asking or people who are offering to pay for it just people posting links to dig and saying dig these is possible and you know it, it's um it makes me laugh really when you when you know how much dig and its community absolutely loathe marketing and loathe anybody who uses or want, wishes to use social media for their marketing purposes well, you see the page after page of dig this, please, dig this, please, or I'll dig these for you um, on digital point. Well, the problem is, is although people are saying that, hey, dig's looking at refers and all this kind of stuff and user submitter, you know, a subvert and processor or whatever they're called don't work, the thing is, is people are keeping on doing this constantly every single day because asking for digs or paying for digs, it's all working, right? One of my friends, he took a Severt and Prosper or Profit or whatever it's called, and yeah. he spent, like, I don't know, a few dollars, and he pretty much got to the home page, and the content was all right. It was very effective for him, and he never got caught, and he still does it with that same site over and over, and it keeps on working for him. So yeah, it's it, does, it does work. I, it's really, if you've ever tried it, it's no secret that it does work. Sure, you have to be so, somewhat careful and 25 digs in two minutes, you, you're probably going to get caught. But um, in terms of them looking at referrals, I'm sure that 90% of people aren't as careful as they should be with that, and yet it still works. Um, although what I do think about, you know, if you if you have something that's absolutely crap content and it gets 30 digs and it makes it somehow into upcoming or, you know, starts to get noticed and it really is crap content, nobody else is going to vote for it or some people will, but the majority of people won't vote for it. It won't get 2,000, 3,000 digs. It will end up getting buried. I saw something make the front page, make the home page yesterday that was just utter garbage. Um, it hit the home page. It didn't, the description actually said, um, you know the rest, blah, blah, blah. I think that's what it said. <laughs> and it made the home page with 46 digs. And then the next time I clicked news, which is probably about two minutes later, it was gone. Um, it had been buried because it had made the home page uh, probably through either through people just being idiots or through um, means that it shouldn't have, you know, like like being paid for digs. But yeah, that when you have a something make the home page where the description is, you know, the rest, blah blah blah, it shows that it <laughs> it works. It's unfortunate that it works, but it does. Yeah, I it's agree with you. And the thing is, us, the only way that they can get around this is by tracking refers or by banning sites, right? So you can actually go to Digital Point, find all the people that are asking for digs, and ban those domain names. I know there may be a small percentage where 
it's actually not those people's domains who are asking for digs, but the chances are it, they're involved to some extent. You're going to mess That's up a bit yeah. or get a few innocent people, but in general, you're going to solve the problem of uh, people asking for digs. And it's yeah. Usually the quickest way, or I know what a lot of people do, and I get emails on this like every single day or usually like three or four times a day, people say, hey, dig this, right? And the email goes out to like 50 people. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, all right, you know, that's fine. You guys can dig it if you want. But if every 50, you know, if the majority of the people keep on digging on the same stories, it's like, hmm, doesn't create an obvious pattern, right? So it's... Well, sometimes I think that, you know, because you have people who are your friends and who watch your profile and see what you're submitting and what you're digging, um, I would have thought that it wouldn't have been too hard to keep an eye on whether the same group of, say, 50 people constantly dig each other's stories. Uh, I wouldn't have thought that that was terribly difficult. But like I said, apparently as of right now, it still does work. It still doesn't get you um, penalized. At least that's what I found in the last couple of weeks that it doesn't, but I'm sure that it will. It, you, anything that is that easy, you really can't keep doing um, for long. You know, like having a MySpace profile rank very highly for a certain keyword. Of course, it doesn't work anymore. The Squiddo thing doesn't work anymore. Um, when you're trying to game a system, they end up catching up with you, but as of right now, it, it's been working. Um, I do think, though, that people are taking... People probably do take too many risks clicking through from mass emails like that, clicking through from mass AIM conversations, um, it won't work for terribly much longer. So, Cool. So this is a perfect time to take a quick commercial break. Um, we'll be back shortly. Rush Hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on. It's a no-brainer. Reaching customers everywhere they search is smart business. However, reaching them through web and mobile search as well as free directory assistance with effective pay-per-call advertising is, well, ingenious. Ingenio Pay-Per-Call delivers highly targeted phone call leads to businesses looking for new customers. And the advertising business only pays per new customer lead. Call 1-800-705-0632 today to ask about your free trial or go to Ingenio.com slash web radio. That's Ingenio.com slash web radio. Ingenio. Simply ingenious. Faster than a speeding bullet, it's the super way to pay. It's Fast Transact. Fast Transact is the safe, secure, and fast way to process credit cards, online checks, and gift cards. Find multiple payment gateway and merchant account options to keep your costs down and sales up, up, and away. You can build your business empire in a single bound, while Fast Transact fights the never-ending battle to keep payment processing safe and secure. Your quest for an e-commerce solution has found its final destination. Fly over to FastTransact.com today. Mr. Scott, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best I can, Captain. There's no more room on the server. It's going to blow. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? Aye, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Beam us aboard, Mr. Mr. Scott. 
for out-of-this-world web hosting Lunar Rocks. Sign up for web hosting with LunarPages.com and use coupon code LUNATICS to get $28 off. Flashback, November 16th, 2004. The beginning of WebmasterRadio.fm and its immediate impact on the internet business world. Today, WebmasterRadio.fm has become one of the fastest growing internet media outlets on the planet. Our trade show coverage is second to none. We have brought you speeches and interviews from the most influential names in search, affiliate marketing, and public relations. Eric Schmeri, Andrew Hank, John Patel, Keith Ferraz, Jim Lanza, Jason Calacanis. And that's just the beginning. Trade show coverage on demand now at WebmasterRadio.fm. Radio's virtual autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm, moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Slam on your brakes. You've just reached your final destination. Rush Hour on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to your Rush Hour host. Hey, everybody. We're back here with uh, Jane from SEO Moss. So, uh, you actually hey brought everyone. My, you actually brought something to my attention about illegal uh, downloads. Yeah, I kind of stumbled across this on Mashable this morning. Um, headline saying illegal music downloading at an all-time high, um, and apparently blaming social networking for this. <laughs> so they're blaming what, like MySpace and sites like that for sharing music, or? Yeah, they're blaming the um, embeddable widgets that you can put on your MySpace profiles, your Bebo profiles, etc., um, as well as the high cost of downloading music legally. And when they say high cost, I mean, on iTunes, it's it's a dollar a song, but it really it adds up. You know, if you're going to download an album worth of songs, you've downloaded maybe 15 songs, there's $15, whereas you can do it for free. Um, and then at the bottom of the article, it's <laughs> kind of interesting, slightly ironic twist that um, Eminem is suing Apple over over distribution rights of his music, claiming that they don't have the right to sell it uh, to iTunes users and um, iPod users. I don't know. They say it's an all-time high. I'm, and this is from a research company. These aren't probably this, nobody's going to come up with the same statistics on stuff like this. Um, it, for those of you who haven't read it, it says that um, this has been correlated with the growth of online social networking, shifting towards music and away from traditional music companies, um, noting the placement of music embeds on social networking profiles. The thing about em- embedding a, a song or a music video on your profile, though, is that it's only available on your profile. You're not putting it on, on an iPod. You can't play it um, while you're out and about. And why would you want the same song playing over and over again if you know you just got your your MySpace profile open? I don't I don't know that uh, social networking can, can be entirely blamed for it. Uh, illegal music downloads are on the rise, and so is social networking. But I'm not sure if it's a certain, if, if there really is a cause and effect um, going on there, or if it's more just yeah, music is expensive to buy. It's very easy to download illegally. And there are thousands of more people every day getting on social networking um, websites. Yeah, like with me, I've I've never paid for a CD probably in the last 10 years or whatnot. I've always been downloading illegally. But my whole thing with social networks, if you think about it, right, um, as you mentioned, it's the same song playing over and over again. I don't think they're taking into fact that, hey, if someone actually 
sees a song that they like on, let's say, someone's MySpace page, they may actually be going out there and buying it. So I believe that social networking, on the other flip side, the argument could be made that it's also helping uh, to increase music sales. So. Well, yeah, that's a definite possibility, too, that people could actually decide to go and download them legally. Because if you only want one song, so you, you click on somebody's uh, MySpace profile, you come across a song that you like and you only want that one song, not the whole album. What's 99 cents on iTunes for one song? I mean, that's not particularly expensive. And maybe if you're a completely broke, starving student, as we all have been, maybe then it is. But... Um, you're right. You, you could make the, the point that it's actually helping legal downloads increase as well. Yep, definitely. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for uh, this week's Rush Hour. We'll be back next week, uh, Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 1 p.m. Pacific. Take care, and thanks Great. for being on the show. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>